Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into episode number 105 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnip. I'm going to be your gracious host today in the studio with me for the, what, probably 50th time now. James Cook, Harrison Beebe, my guys. Me and you are both wearing lion stuff today. I wanted to bring something up because... Tigers. Oh, well, I got tigers. It's blue. That's kind of why I figured it. It's, he's got an R2-D2 shirt on with a, with a Detroit D out of it. That's, but the, that's I got, the hologram, yeah. For the first time. What is our hope for the Tigers, though? Do we have a hope? We hope they don't suck. Is that our only hope? A new hope? Is that your Pro- final answer? Probably that is about our only Maybe. hope. I mean... But what? I want... Are we in year three of the rebuild, technically, or two? We're in year, like, four. Verlander was traded two seasons ago. 2017. Yeah, but we were rebuilding, I think, before so then Berlin. This is yeah. th- this is officially then three year three of will right. be year Go, three I, of the rebuild. I, I would I argue going into year four, yeah, four, maybe even five. Right when Osmus first came in is when I would say the rebuild started. Well, no, he made well, the playoffs his first when you start year. sucking right doesn't mean when you start rebuilding though. I guess. When yeah, you start trading players, when they started trading away Verlander and guys like that, I would say seventeen is where the rebuild. Yeah, really got going. We've been in a really bad spot for Detroit sports. And Ronnie Rodriguez yeah, is now on been, the Brewers. It's a big, it's a big story right now. But this is how bad it is, is that even Lions fans are beginning to turn on other Lions fans. Not a joke. Like, I've been wearing my Lions hat over the weekend just because I didn't feel like putting any gel in my hair. I have one on today. I've gotten four comments in the last three days about how crappy the Lions are and what a disgrace. Why, why am I even rooting for them anymore? And, like, I didn't watch a single second of the game yesterday, but we I had my hat on. We were at the bowling alley, and this guy was just like, it's a sad, sad story, isn't it? And I'm just like, God, that's way not, to break my day down. That's not turning on anybody, though. That's just citing what everybody Reality. when you wear this yeah. gear. I guess. I actually was shocked when I wore a Lion shirt to a preseason game in Green Bay that I only had one guy, like, give me crap about it. Just one? Yeah. It all agree. Well, it was preseason, so. Yeah, it was preseason. They weren't playing the Lions. But only one guy was like, yeah, oh, boo, state, this and, kid. And probably just pity. The state of Detroit sports is just in, in terrible disarray. Yeah. I mean, Michigan just got selected to play Alabama in a bowl game, which we know how that has gone in the past with anybody playing Alabama from the state of Michigan. Michigan State's playing Wake Forest, so, like, no one's going to watch. The Red Wings have only <laughs> Outdoors, have s- yeah. too. <laughs> the, the Red Wings only have seven wins on the season. The Lions don't even want to talk about them. And we just, t- wait, the... We don't even know if the Tigers have been rebuilding yet. <laughs> it's in a pretty bad spot. It's pretty bad. I, I maybe you, you we, the three of us will talk about that. Y- on you, f- you forgot the Pistons newscast. Well, that's because yeah. the Pistons are looking okay. Well, they won like, two out of three games, so they're looking all right. They're still at the bottom. Of their no, division, they won three they? of four now. They're, well, okay, it doesn't matter. No, but the With funny thing, Milwaukee. they have a very loaded team of of talent, and yet the best they can do is like a few games below five hundred. So. That's how it's been. Especially in this gotta get out, toss up. Gotta get, out of their, gotta get out of their own way. Milwaukee, look at Milwaukee. They just won 14 straight games. Just You're not going to win the NBA title. You're not going to win the Eastern Conference. Just You're not even going to win your division. Just give up. Actually take S- it out. Stay fair, though. Winning divisions in basketball is about as meaningless as. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but that's what you're not going to win the Eastern Conference. Listening you're not going to win this anything. podcast. You're, n- <laughs> you're not going to win anything. So just like for once. Instead but we, of you do win something on this podcast. Yeah, you win Jimmy John subs. Didn't you want to get somebody to Fed right we away? Can, yeah, we can get somebody Fed right now. Cindy Lynn Landers. Hopefully you commented on our post last week, and you agreed with me that Glenn Lake might have gotten shafted down at Ford Field, so you're getting two free Jimmy oh. John subs. Was this sure. on Instagram? Because I'm on Instagram This is now. on Facebook, actually. Oh, yes. Everybody, check it out. At Insta underscore BB. There's no underscore. Oh, at Insta BB. <laughs> 
Sounds like a bad name for a Hot Pocket. That's odd. No, like Insta, <laughs> you know, like a, yeah, like a microwave. Yeah, but a BB, you just made me think of you like a Hot Pocket. That's what I spring up and I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> what? Usually when you bite into a Hot Pocket, you can't talk. <laughs> it just burns the roof of your mouth. Yes. That's what I do. Dude, I eat pizza Are cakes. we going to go to a Jim Gaffigan routine here? I don't know. I ate pizza rolls last night, and I had the exact <coughs> same yeah, issue. Yeah, that's the exact same thing. Yeah, no, was. that's just like... Insta rolls. Yeah, <laughs> Insta rolls. Yeah, that's, that's like the off-brand ones from the dollar store instead of pizza rolls. Insta rolls. <laughs> the the rolls, Meyer brand, yeah. Rolls filled with cheese and pepperoni. All right, before we get too far away from ourselves today, we do have... <laughs> quite a bit of stuff to go to go through. Boys basketball starts on this lovely Monday here in December. Uh, we're going to have three great guests from Traverse City Central, uh, Peyton Smith, Josh Burnham, and Henry Goldcool. They're going to join us here in the Get Around studio just before their season gets started. Uh, they already got practice underway, and we're going to talk to them about uh, their outlook for the season. We got a boys basketball preview to start off the show for you. We're going to talk about some of the teams and the outlook for the year. We're after the interview, we're going to get into the pulse where we're going to do some quick hits from girls basketball and talk about hockey. And then we'll do our normal end of the show routine and induct another member into the Get Around Hall of Fame, which, as you know, is the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And, and you we'll just watched that movie, right? Yeah, Night at the Roxbury. So Dude, they put it on Netflix. So you're good. You, yeah, no. Christmas you, break's going to be awesome. I'll watch that three or four times. Nonetheless, we have our trifecta today. So stick around to find out what our favorite Christmas songs are and even a couple bonus ads of our least favorite ones that we cannot stand to hear. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show for that. But if you want to get fed by Jimmy John's, make sure you share, like, retweet, comment, interact with this podcast on social media so we can get you fed. Before we get any further, boys, let's get into this boys' basketball preview. We got quite a bit to talk about. You know, last year we had a lot of senior-heavy teams, um, and a lot of seniors leave last year. Uh, I know last we had, you know, Tobin Schwanicki leave Central, Grayson Carlson leaves Leland. Jack Hawkins leaves Elk Rapids. Will Newbold, great senior leader for Frankfurt. Yeah, Xander Oakland leaving. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a lot of we had a lot of senior leadership leave from last year. And the thing about last year that I wanted to mention was there was a lot of parity. There wasn't any team that was, you know, above and beyond better. The Big North teams beat up on each other. We had. Petoskey and Traverse City Central actually tie at one point. At the, at, e- at the end. <laughs> yeah. At the point. At the yeah. end. Yeah. Yes. So it's like we have some young guys from last year who are going to be coming and leading these teams, but we lo- we lost guys like Trey Gilbert from Bear Lake and, like I said, Tobin Schwanick. A lot of people who are going to be looking at Do you think that the parity, the amount of teams that are kind of just right there in the middle by the time playoff time comes around is going to be the same this year as last year? I feel like it was, what, two, three seasons ago now. It, it was clearly the basketball up here was defined by Buckley, Glen Lake, Frankfurt, Manton. Obviously, the BNC T- teams were good. West TC had, West in there, West had yeah. that great district yeah. streak going, but that's since broken up. There's just a lot of unknown. The year before the last year, we were wondering how Petoskey would look, and they ended up winning a conference title anyways with a new clo- uh, new coach and John Flynn. So, you know, unpredictability is there, but at the same time, consistency can be there as well. So I think that's what we're most interested to uncover for 2019-2020 is – who are going to be those surprise teams, and then who are going to be, you know, those teams that you we might think would take a step back, but are right there in the thick of things still. All right, guys, we're going to play a game. What kind of game? One word wonder, where I give you guys a team or a player, 
and you tell me in one word the outlook of the 2019 season. I didn't bring my dictionary today. Now, you know what? I'm just going to go with what I got in the dome. I'm going to treat this like any round of Jeopardy. All right, we're going to start with our team who made it to the Final Four last year, Frankfurt. My one word to describe Frankfurt? The 2019 season is going to bring consistency. I think Dan Loney now entering his second year with the program. Obviously, they lose guys like Connor Smith and Will Newbold from that roster, but they have Jack Stefanski, who is obviously a big reason why they made it that far, and a bunch of young guys who got the chance to, to play in those state finals. Shout out Blake Miller. He mm-hmm. put on a show at the end of that, and I know uh, I think he listens to the podcast every once in a while. I know he endorses it on Twitter That'd for sure. Good. I think Dan Loney was the perfect choice to be the new head coach for that program in years where... Reg Manville uh, ran it like a pro, so now I, I don't really see Frankfurt taking a, a step back. I, are they going to make the state finals again? I'm not saying that, but I think you got another tough team to get through in Frankfurt, and I think that's their plan going forward is to just keep everything going right, so I'm going to go consistency. You got one, James? Yeah, I would say building, kind of building out of off of what he said too. But uh, you know, I think the Loney is really building a program here. You know, and they're going to have good players: Stefanski, Blake Miller, Team Goggles. Uh, yeah, Rex team Bex tweet, Bex. tweet that. Yeah, Rex uh, you know, Luke Hammond. I think will be another pretty big mm-hmm. contributor for them this That's season. You know, so they're going to have some. They're going to have some decent height for that league. You know, and uh, and there's three good players right there. If you got three good players that can come up with 15, 20 a night in the Northwest Conference, you're giving yourself a huge leg up. So um, I I could see them making another run. I don't know. Getting back to it was pretty magical the way it, they made it happen. The way that yeah, the way it happened last year was I did call it though. so many last second. I looked up in January the route Stop. they'd have to go, and their their road was not tough to tough to get through. So they need once a, we get they the pairings again. Big shots, a couple. Big they did free, big free throws. You know there was the state finals was lacking no magic. I can promise you that much. Uh, I'll say for Frankfurt, I'll say identity. I think they they know what they're capable of, but I think this year is about cementing their identity. Kind of like you said, building that program and knowing that they are going to be able to keep this up under Dan Loney. All right, here's here's another one. Traverse City Central lost our player of the year last year, Tobin Schwanicki. We'll talk to a couple of these guys here in the interview, but... Uh, they're a, new, they're a new look Trojans team. What do you guys think? One word for Traverse City Central. I'm going to go uh, with the word replicate, I guess, because coming off a, a tie for a conference title, Coach Travis Shuba entering his third season. You know, you're missing a Tobin Schwanke, you're missing a Jack Sherwin, but you had or you have the guys coming back like Peyton, Josh, and Henry, who you're going to talk to in a bit on the podcast. I think Central is more than capable of repeating as conference champions and, and making a run at that district and more. Uh, the idea is to match the production that's been done in years past and uh, you know with cool incentives like playing a little Caesars arena here in a few weeks and uh, getting the chance to enter a league as defending champions and with a new player in the fold in Peyton that kind of gives uh, you guys as an identity a little more of a you know, question mark as far as what to expect and uh, I'm sure as far as practices are concerned those guys are expecting nothing but the best James I would say continued I think that they'll continue. The success that they've had in the last couple of seasons, um, you know, losing you know, Tobin, uh, Sherwin, you know, those are not going to be easy guys to replace. But uh, um, they have a, a good amount of overall height on their team. They don't have one gigantic guy like yeah. Jackson Schremeyer in the past or anything, but they've got a lot of six three, six four, six five guys that on that team. Uh, I mean, like six, seven, eight of them. <laughs> Uh, so they've got some decent overall height, and you know Peyton Smith is supposed to be a, a really good point guard that can come in, step right in, and, and do some of the things that Tobin Schwanke did last year. 
Uh, Josh Burnham is supposed to be a, you know, he's obviously we know from football, ad, very athletic, and you've seen the video of him dunking mm-hmm. in practice. You know, so I, so I, I think, th- I think they'll, I think they'll, they'll be, uh, you know, I think they'll continue to be right up there at the top of the Big North Conference, if not at the top. All right, another another team from the local area who lost one of their heart and souls, Danny Passano from Traverse City, St. Francis, graduated and gone. All that speed, and, I mean, we've seen his ability to pass the basketball for Traverse City, St. Francis. What type of questions does this leave for the Gladiators this year? New, I guess, is going to be. Because you're going to have a lot of new faces on there. I mean, they lost pretty much their entire core of their team from last year, uh, aside from Wade Gerberding, I think. Supposedly they're going to have a freshman point guard this season, uh, step in for Passano. So you're going to see a lot of new faces for St. Francis this season. So it's going to be, my word, a process of beginning a season is going to be a lot different than the end of the season for the Glads, per usual. But just like we saw for football, I think you mentioned so many people with so much athletic ability left from last year. Still not quite sure who's going to be the ones who are going to be that one-two punch for St. Francis this year. I really think that's going to be the definition of their season. Anything from you, Harrison? My word is not really a word. It's just a pun on their coach's name. So we'll just say win again and, uh, you know, Go with the fact that, yeah, we never really know what to expect from St. Francis at the beginning of a season. Maybe because they get so much big press in the fall with football, and then it's such a quick turnaround for them to play basketball with a lot of those guys tr- translating over. But, yeah, you know, finding a way with new, a new roster to gel and to, to be a strong contender in the Lake Michigan Conference, which I'm sure is their goal as always. And to go from there, I had a tough draw to play an Iron Mountain team that made the state finals in the D3 tournament last spring, but, you know, that, that type of stuff affects the younger kids. When you see you make tournament runs like that, it only motivates them to work harder years going forward. So let's see when they win again for Sean Finnegan. Yeah, and, right. they, and they pushed Iron Mountain. I mean, they mm-hmm. they were right there in that game. All right, I got one more team before we get into a couple of players. Last team, Leland, they fell in that heartbreaker to Frankfurt in that regional final last year. But they still got J.J. Pop coming back, who was a big, big, big part for them last year. Gavin Miller, good scorer from the outside. What do we think for Leland this year, fellas? I think that they're going to be better. Okay. I mean, Grayson Carlson is going to be a big loss, obviously, in in that conference when you lose uh, like a 6'8". Yeah. <laughs> you lose a 6'8 kid in the middle who's just going to get every every rebound and alter a lot of shots in the middle. Uh, I mean, he's on playing college now. But, you know, they've also got uh, um, oh, they've, they've got the they got the Royston kid coming up yeah, from the Royston. JV, from the JV team. Um, and, you know, he's like 6'6". Six, six. So they're going to have another tall, athletic guy in the middle that can that can do some of the things that Carlson did, and then and then Pop and uh, yeah, Pop will dominate the time the time of the, with the ball, and yeah, will be on the outside, being yeah. Able to and they've got those two good scorers, and and a you know hopefully a dominant guy in the middle that can put you right there in contention. Uh, I'm going to go with response, being as it's it's no more heartbreaking a way to get eliminated from a state tournament than when, the way they lost to Frankfurt in that full court pass to a buzzer beaten three in the regional final. So. You know, I think there's two directions this team could go. They could forget about that and re- think about the fact that they were that close to going to overtime and, and potentially making a state quarterfinal or maybe something like that sits in their heads for a little longer. And, and you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is avoid the stigma that, you know, just because you couldn't get that win last year doesn't mean you have to go away this year. Like continue the strength of that program and find a way to get back to a regional final. And maybe, who knows, maybe the miracle <laughs> Bryce Drew ripoff shot does not fall down for you or against you this time around. And uh, 
you can continue yeah. making strong strides for Leland basketball. I'd be hard to, I'd be hard pressed to see that happen to the same team twice, especially <laughs> if it was going to happen. To well, as a hypothetical, yeah. Hypothetical point is. being, don't let uh, a heartbreaking you know situation like that from last season affect this season. Treat it as a new year, but yet with the same priorities of achieving what past Leland Comet teams have done. All right, I wanted to name a couple players, uh, people who might be close to uh, the conversation for Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, obviously, we did this last week way too early. But uh, we'll start off with Glen Lake's Reese Hazelton, six foot seven. We know the kid's a baller. What do you think defines the season? He's got to be the preseason candidate or the the, the odds-on yeah. guy for player of the year, I would think, going into this season. You know, we'll just have to see how he handles being the guy there in Glen Lake this year. I mean, he had Xander Okerlund, you know, as kind of a – they were kind of just, you know, one of those duos where you couldn't really concentrate on both of them all the time. So now being the guy with the defense completely focused on him, it'll be – interesting to to see how he reacts to that and handles that i mean you know he can play inside he can play out i mean when he was younger he was more of a three-point shooter than he is now and then last year he transitioned more into a pure post player i think if i'm going reese my word would be uh mindset obviously the kid's a winner he played at the breslin center as a sophomore he played at ford field for football as a senior you know specifically looking at that sophomore performance down at the breslin center i mean i I know it was two seasons ago now but he kept the lakers in that first semifinal game that allowed them to even play for a state championship on saturday in division three and so i know from that sense even way back then he impressed me just as an underclassman on that grand stage and here he is going into a senior he's already got his college commitment to ferris uh taken care of signed sealed delivered so now he can focus on basketball that football's now as much fun as they had that's all out of his head so he can focus on basketball and I mean if he has the mindset that he's shown in these other games and sports to uh, to be a winner a competitor uh, I don't see how he's not your favorite and I don't see how Glen Lake isn't one of the uh, better teams up here all right another kid I want to talk about is Preston Ball from Elk Rapids very explosive score for the for the Elks last year uh, they lost Jack Hawkins, so it's kind of another one of those situations where there was a couple of guys who, who did something for a team, but now it's going to be just Preston Ball. Do you got, what do you think he has to do to step up this year? I guess I would say lead, kind of like he did with the soccer team. You know, he's got to take charge. Um, they've got some other good players there in Elk Rapids. You know, uh, guys like Gordy LaFontaine also plays basketball and is a a pretty good contributor for him there, too. But Preston Ball is going to really have to step up without Hawkins there and be that guy, kind of like Reese Hazelton without Xander Okerlund. So I think he's going to have to just step into that role of of being the guy and you know then we'll we'll see what he can do. Let's go with with Preston Ball. Let's go with transition. Obviously, as you mentioned James, a very big part of uh, another great soccer run for Elk Rapids and now he's got to uh, find his way to being the leader uh, to steal your word too for Elk Rapids and I, I think remembering him from the last few years, he's very capable of that. Very impressive court presence and uh, attitude and ability. So uh, I, I like that pick to be another uh, front runner for you guys as player of the year. Alrighty, one more, one more kid to do one, one word wonders for. Mancelona's Jaden Alfred. Dunk, explosive. All right. I mean, that that he's got hops. He can do just about everything. He's getting a bunch of college interest, and uh, I just looking forward to kind of seeing him and what he become, what he can kind of grow into this season as being more than just a guy who dunks and seeing what else he can do too. And I think you can tell that team plays up to what he played, and obviously he always plays with intensity, and that only motivates his teammates going forward to probably play better than they normally would based on past Mancelona seasons. He's definitely that. We had Brandon Dingman a few years ago who was just a phenomenal scorer, and now we've got a guy who's a really good score, but just playmaking-wise, I mean, gets everybody excited in that gymnasium. And I think 
for a Mancelona team in the Ski Valley that you know could could be up for grabs. We'll see how Pelston looks this year with the Hornets uh, being the impressive team from a year ago. But uh, I think Mancelona with Alfred as the leader has a chance to make some noise. Making some noise. Speaking of some noise, we had three Traverse City Central Trojans join us in the podcast studio before they got their season started. So let's go ahead and give a listen to that interview now. The Get Around is extremely excited to welcome into the podcast studio Traverse City Central Trojan basketball players Peyton Smith, Josh Burnham, and Henry Gokul. Thank you guys so much for joining us before basketball gets season's, season gets started here. Yes, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Of course not. We have we got a lot to talk about, but as usual, we get start off with our Freaky Fast Five, kind of get to know you guys a little bit. Uh, we'll kind of cycle through you guys left to right, if we can, just so we can kind of get the people to know who's who, since we got three of you guys in the studio. Um, we'll start off with Peyton Smith, then we'll go to Josh Burnham, then we'll go to Henry Goldcool. Uh, James, do you want to get us started today? Sure. Who's the best dunker on the team? Me. No, I'm just playing. Uh, probably Josh. He's got the ups, and he's got the length, so he can do some pretty pretty dope dunks. Just say I mean, yourself. <laughs> just, just, just say, say it. Just say it, bro. You can win, Mill. I mean, I can dunk pretty well, but Henry can up there, can get up there, too, and so can Peyton, so I think it's kind of even. So, I mean, who's the best dunker in this room? Screw the team. I, mean, I want to see you guys fight over this. Yeah. Yeah, like, you got to let Henry answer. I mean, if we get in-game dunks, I'm the only one with an in-game dunk right now. Scrimmages, I did get one. Yeah, and that's, that's more than these two. So right now <laughs> I'm a signature two-hand guy, so I would give it to me right yeah, now. I'd, I'd but, say, it, you know, if Josh gets one, I'm sure it'll it'll top mine. I'd say so. Henry is the most consistent just because okay, he like, yeah. kind of like jumps up and like kind of like flushes it with two hands, but you, so it's you, still pretty nice. You you, you uh, get a good running start, or can you get a, just a nice vertical jump and get it in? It's pretty, it, it's pretty close. I mean, I am 6'7", six, so 6'6", six, six, so it helps uh, – being up the close there already. So. Yeah. Is it easier one or two hands? I can only do it two hands. I can't palm in basketball. So. No? Okay. Yeah. You stretch his hands a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. can't palm in basketball, but get some stick them. Yeah, I've done some grip training stuff, but uh, maybe something. No okay, Here, here's a good one. Now, now that I know all three of you can dunk, which I think you would have been the least of the three that I would have thought could have dunked, but that's just because these two are much bigger than you. Um, and we've seen it before. Yeah, and I've, I've seen him on camera, and I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that most people can around that height can at least get to the rim. Anyways, if, if you had one shot in the dunk contest, like third round, what's, what's the dunk you're throwing down to win the dunk contest? I would say oop off the side of the backboard by a teammate, coming from behind, catch it, 360 behind the back, bang. Okay. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. Some like Vince Carter type dunk. <laughs> Gotta get up and over the rim for that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bring it back around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh? It's gonna go between the legs over somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two hand dunk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two hand dunk, or, um, you know, Blake Griffin did the car, so I think like a tractor would be pretty cool. Like over like a regular, like a huge tractor? Yeah, like a big John tractor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> With like the five foot wheels. Catch you guys. Turn on some country <laughs> music while you do it. Exactly. Drive a truck, so. <laughs> we'll get them in on a trifecta. What's your least favorite Christmas song? One that you cannot stand hearing. Or all I want for least. Christmas is my two friends. Yes, oh, there you go. I don't, I don't like that. It, yeah. What a terrible thing to ask for for Christmas. Yeah. Just your two front teeth. There's so many like good gifts. They're coming anyway. They're obviously going to grow back. Like, yeah, they're coming anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got a least favorite? Got to be the hippopotamus. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you know, there's some overplayed ones, I'd say. Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm a big fan of, like, the Mar- Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, it's you a like good that one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, it's cold outside. Harrison the other brought one, that one but up. Yeah, Harrison, Harrison tried to sing that <coughs> a little bit earlier. That was not so pretty. Uh, <laughs> all right, how about this? Yeah, that was a good one. It's You're going into the, the big three tournament, three-on-three tournament. What two professional or retired basketball players uh, would you want on your three-man team to go against uh, the other teams? So you you uh, and two NBA or you and two basketball players from time. So I'm gonna get Yao Ming, get them boards, and I'm gonna get Jason Williams. Okay. So again, him get those dope passes. Okay. He's Ooh. nice with it. He'd be, good He'd be good in a three on three. Okay. He'd be good. That's, see, that's a, a that's a different pairing than I've heard before. I like that. Yeah. I'd probably go with Vince Carter, and I guess Kyrie. He's got the handles. Okay. Uh, gotta take Kevin Durant. Second one, good passer, Jason Kidd. You know. Okay. Give me some assists. I want to score a little bit too. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't want to be led by Katie. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't put Katie and Kobe on the teams, and you're just not yeah, going exactly. to touch exactly. a basketball. I need the ball a little bit. I don't know. We'll do a bonus question. Who's got the best nickname on the team? Best nickname? Yep. Gort. Yeah. Carson yeah. Briggs. His nickname's Gort. Gort? Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's kinda Gort. J- kinda I need an explanation for, for why uh, it's Gort. His I mean, brother just called him that. Yeah, like and like it's like his thing, like uh, you know that tree from like oh Groot. Uh, yeah, Groot. Like, oh, Groot. I am Groot. Like he yeah, he, he's kind yeah, of just he's, like a big guy. I he's am just, Gort. Yeah. His yeah. name's just they just call him Gort. If he doesn't want to answer a question, he just says I am Gort and moves on. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just his personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, he's a well, brute. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into your guys' basketball season. Uh, obviously, it's gonna be a big one for you guys. You shared the Big North Conference last year, but a lot of new faces. Like you said, we got a new teammate here. Um, lost somebody like Jack Sherwin, who I'm sure you're gonna be a big part of stepping in and filling in for. Um, what is your guys' outlook um, with all the new faces that have come in so far? I mean, you're you're, you're a constant who's been here. Um, but what is the what is the case for the Trojans at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I think we're for sure looking forward to the team this year. I think. We lost a lot last year with seniors, but we bring back a lot, and uh, I, you know, I've really enjoyed competing with these guys so far, and I think it's a really good year. We, uh, practice has been more competitive than usual. Uh, we got a lot of guys that are competing for starting spots and think they have a shot at it, and that's good. You know, we've been pushing each other, and I think it's gonna pay dividends. Well, I think like <coughs> we've only had a couple of scrimmages so far, but everyone's been playing well together, so it's gonna be something to look forward to. What are you guys going to kind of hang your hat on as a team? It seems like you guys got some pretty good overall height. Like you got a lot of like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, I expect us to be good at defense for sure just because we're so long playing man and zone. Yeah, uh, I like any defense pretty much. Yeah, we, play, we practice it a lot, and I don't know. I think we we play well enough and know each other well enough that we can like run offense together, so I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yeah, another thing going off that, I think as the year goes on and, you know, we haven't had a ton of practice yet, and even with the little practice we've had, we've already been able to get the guys on board already. So I think as even games and practices progress, we'll be even more as a unit and learning more defenses and being able to throw more stuff at them. Like, we haven't even gotten to press yet. So looking forward to adding all that stuff and getting everyone on board. So You guys mentioned that there is going to be a, a fight for those starting spots. A couple of you guys obviously uh, know what's going on, but you said that, that, that fourth spot really is going to be a versatile spot for you guys. How how do you guys look to change your game from pre- previous years where um, sometimes, I mean, with with the height that you guys have, there's been a lot of speed in the last few years that you guys have had. What's the difference between this year and the previous year's teams? Uh, last year we had a lot of, you know, 
not putting anybody on the bus, but it's, you know, we had, we had our pretty five determined. And this year we've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. So depending who we play and depending what the scouting report like is like, you could see, you know, completely new starters or, you know, you know, there's going to be a lot of different lineups, which is good. It makes you super versatile and hard to scout. So I think that's a really good thing for us going for us. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll be able to run and gun too because we got people that can come in and give people breaks, whoever mm-hmm. it is, doesn't matter. So would you guys say you're a pretty deep team then, and deeper, deeper than years past, as opposed to having five or six guys who are really seeing the floor? Yeah, we yeah. don't have as many guys on the team, but... You know, we have more guys that are competing for minutes. So, so Carson's going to pretty much step in for the, the Sherwin role this season, pretty much. You know, be your yep. big guy in the middle, get boards, yeah. keep yeah. people out of the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Be an enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stepping into another new team in another role where, you, you know, you'll be handling the ball quite often. Um, how do you, how, have you, how did you take the approach that you took into football and, you know, kind of melding into that team, becoming part of Traverse City Central, and how have you taken that into taking into a new team for basketball as well? So there's quite a bit of guys that I play with football on the basketball team and just going to school with other guys that didn't play football, I just became close with. So it, it wasn't hard to, like, get used to everyone on the team. Basically, I just took in everything that I was taught, and I knew that this was a new team, and I'm, I'm like, I'm playing for this team now. So I just took in everything and just adapted, and I'm ready to go. Is, what's the, uh, the, the, I guess, the, the positives and the negatives of going out with one of your teammates' sisters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Does that make practice different? No, no. No, not really. What, what about post game? Who gets the hug first? Josh usually gets the Josh. hug first. <laughs> Josh, the little bro. Okay, for sure. I gotta wait behind, but it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys, you guys shared the Big North Conference last year. Um, what are the goals for your team this year? Have you guys talked about anything? I know. Once again, we're we're kind of in a unique spot because we get you before you've even kind of taken the court as a team. All three of you really have never been on a court together as one. So I mean. What are your guys' goals? What have you guys talked about so far? Well, obviously, we want to defend the title. I mean, that's a big thing for us. We had not done that since 2006, so that's a huge thing for us. And then a number that's been in the back of everyone's head, been in the program, 2005. We haven't won a district championship since 2005, and that's been way too long. So we got to bring one of those back, and we host this year. So not looking too far ahead because, obviously, we have the regular season, and that's really important to us. But, obviously, that's a huge, you know, looking forward. You know, that's after the season that's what our big goals are and knowing you're going to be home there at the end of the season no matter how the season goes probably is is pretty nice to know yeah right yep exactly mm-hmm. last year was a heartbreaker <coughs> for us and we never got to bring it back home so you know that's big chip on everyone's shoulder from last year i mean josh was on the team last year too for that so mm-hmm. you know that hurt that stung last year so hopefully bring that sting and right into this season and then off into the postseason obviously it's early though yeah okay what was your guys first questions when you learned that you're going to be playing a game at little caesar's arena i didn't have any questions i was just with it <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. you were yeah, like which which be... locker room are we going to yeah, use yeah, what, like, uh, do we get cool the last thing you want to do is ask questions <coughs> yeah. make somebody think twice about letting yeah, you do it right exactly that's fine. I mean, what are you guys most excited about for that, though? Is that something, uh, Is that would that be the coolest, biggest stage you guys have played basketball on? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I played at, like, the Michigan State camps, but that really has nothing, you know, as much as, you know, Little Caesars, you know, it's in a real game, that would be cool. So. Yeah, plus it's, yeah. like, brand new, so it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Have you guys work. been there before? 
Yes. Yeah. I have not. I've I've never. I only went to the palace. So. Okay. This will be new for me. Well, it looks like you guys have a pretty competitive schedule. I mean, your non-conference schedule, you're playing a lot of, of big schools, a lot of schools like Lansing, Everett, White Lake, Lakeland, Dearborn, stuff. How do you how do you think that guy's is going to get you guys ready for uh, you know hopefully making the getting out of districts and making a run after that? Last year we had a super competitive schedule um, as well, and I think that's something that Shuba, Coach Shuba does a really good job with is preparing us against really good competition. And um, obviously that really puts you in a mindset. Like last year we went to Pioneer, lost a heartbreaker there. But it made us really believe in ourselves and uh, think that we really do have a shot at making it far and put you know work ethic in the whole team, which is important for the guys. I mean you know believing in yourself so obviously those games get you prepared for the big games and you know gets you ready for a postseason mm-hmm. run which is important because after districts you're looking at regionals and those teams they just get harder so you got to be ready for those kind of teams yeah how how weird was it last season when you guys went downstate and then i think at the last minute there was a, a a change in who you guys were playing and you essentially ended up playing benton harbor's jv team <laughs> instead, yeah. of, instead of playing their varsity uh, it was kind of, you know, we, you come into the stadium, uh, or the arena, or whatever you want to call it, the gym, and uh, we kind of got told, like, I'd say like 20 minutes before the game, which is just weird. You know, you're not used to it, but they actually were pretty good because Benton Harbor, obviously, uh, yeah. Class B state champs last, last, I mean, season before that, and they pulled down some varsity guys, and we actually had a good game with it, and gym was pretty full. Exactly. You got LCA yeah. on the mind, yeah. yeah. So the gym was pretty full, so that was a fun experience. But it's definitely it was definitely weird not knowing you know twenty tell twenty minutes before the game who you're playing. But we didn't really game prep for that game as much as we do for every other game. So just because mm-hmm. it was a tournament. So okay, so Josh, are you better at football or basketball? I'd say football. I just feel like more like, natural with it. I guess it's like after the season I just had. Come on, what are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have an offer from Iowa in basketball, I guess, <laughs> right? Well, I guess it's you two talk a little bit about the recruiting process for football, um, just to get off b- basketball for just a, just a minute. But, you know, both of you guys, obviously, on the recruiting trail for football. How's that going? It's been amazing. It's been super cool to be able to go visit all the different colleges so far and see everything, all the facilities, and talk to all the coaches and everything like that. Yeah, how many different Big Ten schools did you get to go visit? Four. Okay. Are you in 16 yet? No. Not even <laughs> three more months. Three more months. Oh, Lord. Peyton, how, how about you? It's been going great. I uh, just picked up an offer from Saginaw Valley State University mm-hmm. and uh, Valparaiso University in Indiana. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of GLIAC schools and uh, some Ivy League schools, Patriot League schools like Lafayette. And I don't know, I just, senior year, like everyone's kind of, like all the coaches are kind of scrambling. People are getting fired and like, People are moving around, so I don't know. Right now, I just got like a lot of schools like contacting me and just kind of waiting. Got a lot of options. Wait, yeah. wait for the coaching. Kind of just waiting. Wait for like the coaching carol to yeah. settle down. Yeah. A little I'm bit. really fits. Now, yeah. we, we played a game on this week's podcast before you guys came in, just kind of preview the basketball season. We was like one word wonders where we tried to describe either teams or players with just one word. Um, what would you guys describe your team for this season as? Or what would, what's the outlook for you guys in just one word if you can do it? I'd definitely say aggressive. I'm just going to combine it. I'm just going to say, like, running gun. Okay. I'm just going to combine it into one word. Yeah, it's hyphenated. It's hyphenated, so we'll give you that one. The end, if you put the N in there, it's, yeah. it's in there. That's a one word <coughs> thing. Henry? They have a lot of energy. Yeah. Shout out to Mitchell Stock and Energy. Yeah. <laughs> energy? Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm it? I'm going with energy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 
Energetic, actually, that's better. Who do you guys model your games after? I'm assuming yours is Kevin Durant. That's the way you made it sound. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I try to be a guard because that's probably where I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna play at college. You know, talking colleges, that's where I'll play as a guard. So being a good shooter, being a good ball handler, overall defend all positions, and you know, gotta have some post moves at my height. You know, still gotta put on some muscle, but you know, Kevin Durant's the guy that I would like to replicate. So. Tracy McGrady, either that T-Mac, type. T-Mac, yeah, right? Yeah, T-Mac, just because he's a pretty big guard. He, yeah, he's he uses, the ball. <laughs> yeah, he, he, draw, he can take it to the rack, he can shoot a little bit, and he's super lengthy. He's good at defense, so he hustles. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was growing up, I really liked T-Mac, and I always got his shoes and everything, so I'm, I'm going to go with T-Mac. I like the T-Mac pick. Josh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard like a couple people say that they remind, like I remind them of like Giannis because he's just so. Hey, he can get to the he can get to the lane, finish. He's lengthy. Yeah. Just now working on your three point game a little bit is that what it is? Only shooting like thirty four percent from the free throw free three point line. Nah, Josh, can, Josh, if he's wide open, I, I, I can, I, I can yeah. knock him down. Yeah. It's got to be wide open, but. <laughs> hey, if you're open, you're open. Yeah. When the the video hit the hit Twitter of your dunk from the security cam footage, <laughs> were you aware that there was even a security camera in the in the gym? Not at the time, but once it happened, I. Now you know they're always watching you. Exactly. Yeah, Big Brother's always out there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think that they actually like, watched it that carefully, or like recorded it like every second of the day, like watching the basketball practice and stuff. I wonder really if don't. my favorite thing. No, I probably don't, but from from what the from yeah. what we read was that he heard that he somebody got thrown <laughs> down out in the halls and, and he, he had to go back, back and look <laughs> yeah. 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 My favorite thing about the video is just seeing Peyton and Mitch their like <laughs> reaction. Mitch jumping up. Now, who up did you, who did you dunk on? Oh, oh Ned. 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 Okay. Yeah, but poor Ned. Okay. Yeah, but I think it was good defense. There's I mean, a he bodied you. Yeah. Yeah. He bodied he you. Put his, he I, I think he's brave. I'll say I don't think he was scared at all. I'll say you can you can move out of the way of a, of a dude flying yeah, at you. I don't think size. he knew it was coming, but I, I respect him for staying there and just finishing the drill and not getting out of the way. So. Yeah, I wasn't planning on dunking it until I heard Mitch just scream poster him. <laughs> <laughs> the famous so. last words. I promise I didn't plan on dunking it, but it just happened. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today at the Get Around. It was really a pleasure, and, you know, good luck this year. I know it has just getting started, but uh, hopefully you guys can repeat in that BNC. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Another big thank you to the Traverse City Central Trojans for stopping by the Get Around Studio. That interview sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Fellas, that means we're going to put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and dive into the pulse and do some girls' basketball quick hits. We already saw an entire week of the girls' basketball season. Most teams got two games in. A couple teams got three. A lot of them are underway, even though it did seem like it slowed down quite a bit this week as boys' basketball ramped up. Uh, Let's go through some quick hitters. First of all, Leland and Glen Lake, we talked about them in, in our episode last week. Both of them off to hot starts at the beginning of the year. Glen Lake destroying um, a couple of teams last week. I think their average margin of victory in uh, week number one was about 30 points. Yeah, I rolled into the Elk Rapids gym at about halftime, and it was like 
34 to 4. <laughs> yeah. So Glen Lake is just as powerful as we uh, thought they would be. And Leland, uh, being led by Olivia Lowe, is 2 and 0. They beat North Bay and took out the TC Bulldogs last week. Um, have, you know, a couple girls on there. I mean, Mio Sorio has been looking good for them as a very fiery girl on the court. Who else do you guys have you guys been uh, noticing? early in the season here? Uh, I think you've got to look at Manton again. We, we didn't really give them a lot of love because of the conference affiliation with, with you guys not really talking about the Highland Conference much, but they beat a, a Charlevoix team that's still going to be pretty good even without at least stuck. I, when I saw them on Friday, they're still competitive and have some playmakers out there. Well, so they Manton, beat them by, what, three or two? Mm-hmm. So Manton got a win over them, and they got a win over their league rival in McBain. Now the big one is going to be their Lake City matchup down the road because Lake City's got a couple talented girls still in their roster. But uh, I think Manton, again, is uh, going to be another strong force for the Highland Conference and the postseason going forward based yeah. on what they've showed the first week. Yeah, Abby Brown has been tearing it up for them. I think we kind of overlooked her last week, and we talked about Jane Wilder being on that Manton team, having a good shot of you know helping that team out. Abby Brown has been tearing it up for mm-hmm. them. Um, he's been double, I think she had two double-doubles last week uh, for the Rangers, so good 2-0 start for them as well. Anybody else been catching your eye so far? Well, one team I'm kind of interested to see how they how they go this season is, is Traverse City West and you know first year under Amy Drake. I don't know how that team will progress, and then that they lost a few players, but... You know, it'd be interesting to see how how the season goes with some nice players like on opening deal. night. It was a nice so. comeback on opening night, but and I against Benzie. I yeah, but I hate and th- that's the thing is that I can only imagine the emotions of that, and I really hate to mention it, but just be. I mean, they they went down and played Hudsonville on Saturday, and they lost like sixty-seven to eight. So that was Central. No, that was West. No, Central got. Just house by Central, them. I know, played Hudsonville too. They both, so. they both yeah. got house. That was on Saturday. No, that was West, on no West on Friday got house. Oh, Friday. Okay, you so, said Saturday. So, oh, sorry. Was, yeah, Central played them on. No, yeah, they, they flip flopped because then they, they <coughs> played Grand it, it wasn't on that Saturday. Bad. It was that called, bad. I promise you. I got a call. They in, didn't it even. They, they didn't even want to give me scores. Like they didn't even want to give me players who scored points. Because you didn't have any. Yeah, because they only had eight points. Yeah, Central scored seventeen, I think. Yeah, no, it was that bad. And their leading score was but four. Either way, it's going to be interesting. You're not wrong. It's going to be interesting seeing how this TC West team reacts because they mm-hmm. surprised everybody last year. But no Becca Borer anymore. That no Sierra Perquet anymore. A couple of people who really turned that team around last year and made them. Yeah, they lost that big senior class. So it, I mean, Amy Drake didn't in, inherit uh, a full cupboard. By yeah, by <laughs> any means. But like you said, but, had a good win at the beginning of the week, but then turned around and had a, a pretty bad showing at the end of the week. We won't go too far into it, but mm-hmm. it's. I, I hope the whole. I hope the whole season isn't as up and down as that. Is yeah. my point. I hope that they will be able to find some consistency yeah. and they will be able to you know work that out. Yeah, one of the players that I saw last year for them that didn't get to play a whole lot because of the seniors that they had and everything was Aaliyah Deal, the young sophomore, and she seemed to be somebody who I thought could, uh, with a little more, another year under her belt and, and some more seasoning, could be somebody who could really step up for them. Yeah, I just wanted to call James out. Trevor City St. Francis still has Cam Shaw on their team, and she's still tearing it up. Mm-hmm. We were a year off. You didn't correct me. No, I, <laughs> I didn't. She played like a senior last year. There you go. She is a play like a senior today. She has blonde hair now, so maybe you just saw the scrimmages and were like, there's "That's not other, Cam Shaw." There, there's a few other shops. She went that blonde. Have, yep. Wow. There's a few okay. other shops that have came and gone out of their there's local a lot of area. Shops. That's what I mean. So I can understand how you might be able to get one mixed up, but no, she is still there, and she did a, she did fantastic for St. Francis last week. St. Francis started off. Oh yeah, she was their best player last year. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I didn't give her any love last week. Cam Shop, we didn't forget about you. 
this week apparently we did <laughs> <laughs> this week disclaimer but yeah i mean you were talking about your buddy being able to get st francis i think they i think they're 2-0 frankfurt has had a couple of really really close games go against them so far uh, i i mean they have had a really tough beginning of the schedule each of the last two years i remember talking to resnich at like christmas time last year and he was like do you realize what and then we went back through it and it was it was tough it's looking the same way this year but um they still have reagan thor we talked about her a little bit last week the close games, do you think that helps Frankfurt in the long run here at the beginning of the season? Oh, how can it not? I mean, just having the chance to at least be competitive as opposed to, you know, suffering 20-point losses, you'd easily take the close. Even if it stings that you know you're that close to more victories, the idea that you know what it's like to play in close games and, and you can utilize that to your advantage going forward as opposed to just kind of having the game taken away from you so soon. And I, I know Tim will use that as fire for his girls. So. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, St. Francis has their second game tomorrow against... Benzie Central at home. Which is going to be a tough Tuesday. test. So that so that'll be a good one. They, got, they have a tough schedule this season. Benzie Central or St. Francis? St. Francis. I mean, they've got you know all the teams in the league, but then they've got a bunch of crossover games with the better Northwest teams in Benzie, Glen Lake. Kingsley? They do not have Kingsley on their, on their schedule. But then they have Traverse City Central. Too late to uh, add them. Uh, <laughs> they have Gaylord St. Mary, which is all, you know we know is going to be a pretty good team. And uh, you know, So, so they they're going to be tested. So they got a, they have a pretty competitive non-conference schedule. All right, let's move on to some hockey, gentlemen. We did have our three Traverse City teams. We we were pretty we we all sounded like we were pretty high on a couple. I think we, we at first we thought Central was going to be a little bit slow to start. Man, all three of these teams have won four games out of their four out of the first five games. Central's four and one. TC West is four and one, and the Bay Reps are now four and one. They just lost their first game this weekend. But I mean, let's talk about Central for just a second, boys. Traverse City Central goes up to the UP, beats number eight ranked Houghton on Friday in overtime, four to three, and then turns around and beats number nine ranked Hancock on Saturday. I mean, we thought they might get a little bit of a start, slow start to the season, but Grant Newhart's been great in that for them. He, hey, at first he wasn't seeing too many shots, but over the last few games, I think he saw 40 or 50 in the last couple of days. But Charlie Douglas, all those guys, what do you think about Central since we kind of had them be the, the undercard when we were talking about hockey to begin with? The notable thing is that this was the first time th- they do this trip pretty every much year. every year where they go up and they play Houghton and Hancock because it's Chris Givens' old stomping grounds. And this is the first time they've ever gone up there and beaten both of them in the same year. So, I mean, that's definitely noteworthy and uh, obviously I think says good things about where this team is headed because Houghton and Hancock are both traditionally pretty good teams. Yeah, I mean, both at the beginning of the season ranked inside the top ten in the state. you gotta you got to think that that says a lot about the young Trojans team. Yeah, it's just something to, something to build off of. Talented teams before they go into conference play, or have they already started conference play? Yeah, they played Petoskey last week, so yeah. they're already in yeah, conference West play. West played Gaylor. Um, they got the West game next week, so we know that's going to be a pretty big deal for them as well. Yeah, really a, a lot to look forward to for all three teams, but yeah, definitely a good weekend for Traverse City Central. Yeah, and they, and they and they closed it off in style too. I mean, they beat Hancock seven to two. So then they went overtime, and then Saturday they left no doubt. Yeah, so it, it's been a really good start for hockey for tr- the Traverse City teams. That's going to do it for the Pulse, brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. That's going to put us into the Hall of Fame, where we induct one more local high school athlete into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, the Get Around Hall of Fame. So, fellas, let's get this one popping. I'll get it started. I'm going with Leland's Olivia Lowe. Had a huge week for the first two games, beating Traverse City Bulldogs on Monday and then beating North Bay on Friday. 
basically the same stat line in two games. She had 27 points, 11 rebounds against North Bay, and 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 steals against the Bulldogs on Monday. So a total of 52 points, 22 rebounds, and 12 steals on the week for Olivia Lowe and Leland last week. And you she just had one week to prepare to transition after volleyball. Yeah. And it was Thanksgiving week, no less. So she props to, to you, Olo. I love how that's her nickname. Olo. Is. The kids are yeah, Olo. Anyways, it's, it's, I'm, she wore a bolo I'm going with uh, E. Bretz. They probably don't call her that. Ellen Bretzky in Benzie Central. Uh, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 8 steals versus West in that loss. So that was unfortunate, but the stat line's phenomenal. And then in their second game, 25 points, 16 rebounds, 5 steals. Uh, we're used to Abby and Ellen Bretzky. Just that Bretzky name in Benzie is, is very synonymous with girls' basketball, and it looks like it's, it's going to be that case again, so I'm putting up Ellen. Uh Trevor C. St. Francis freshman Gwyneth Bramer had a, a really good game, uh, introduced herself to the varsity basketball scene in a pretty good way. 15 points, 7 steals, 5 rebounds, hit 11 of 13 free throws, including a pair with 5 seconds left to give them a 45-44 to 44 win over Frankfurt to start the season. We got some pretty good candidates here. Yeah, this it's tough. This is, this is a tough one I'm for the first call one. Some outsider voters. Yeah, of the girls' basketball season. Is there anybody in particular who wants to go first? I mean, the more I think about it, I was going to vote for Olivia because I was going to nominate her before you took her, but I do like these Bretzky stat lines that I didn't really notice closely last week. I'm, I'm going for my candidate. So yeah, so Bretzky had 21, 10, and 8, and then 25, 16, and 5. Lowe had 27, 11, and 5, and 25, 11, and 7. But I'm, I'm going to take the strength of schedule of Bretzky's over Lowe's. No knock on North Bay and the TC Bulldogs. Hey, North Bay's 2-1. and one. North Bay's had a good start to the season. I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll go with Lowe just because of the, the short turnaround, too. I mean, that's just ah, even, just more, even, more press, even more uh, Sealed my impressive. Own Why did I hype her up? Uh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, Lowe. I'm going to go with Lowe as well. Uh, she scored 12 points in the fourth quarter in a game that was only four points at the end of the third. So basically ripped off the fourth quarter and ripped the Band-Aid off for Leland and just said, this is our game. You guys ain't coming back. So I'm going to go with Olivia Lowe as well. My candidate wins. Congratulations to Olivia Lowe. You are the newest member into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, the Get Around Hall of Fame. That's sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. That means we have one segment left, fellas. Per use. Time to warm up our uh, singing voices? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. You do not want to hear us sing. I can't hear. I'm anxious notes. to hear both answers. Though, what is the, so. what is the, uh, what's the low, like, is that like the low volume of, like, when you're singing in a chorus? Baritone? Baritone. I could probably do that. Baritone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you sound like a frog. Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> or was that Patrick Mahomes over there? Does he sound like that? He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Oh yeah, no, he has a very like. Oh, I can do I can do a Kermit the Frog. I was trying to do like a deep voice. I I cannot do a deep. That's the only reason my Jake impression isn't spot on. Is <laughs> because I can't get my voice. Patrick Mahomes kind of sounds like a guy who has a high voice who's trying you know, to sound like. Have he you has ever a heard voice. Evan? Have you ever heard Evan Turner talk? The guy from Ohio State in the NBA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he sounds like an alien from the outer reaches of space. Regardless, our trifecta today. Irregardless. Our favorite and least favorite Christmas songs. I don't know which one we should start. It's usually like good news, bad news. What do you want to start with first? Well, I guess probably what sticks out in your mind more is probably your least favorite well, Christmas Well, do, do you want the good news or the bad news first? What type bad of Bad news are first, because then okay. the Christmas cheer can get spirited there back up go. on the way out of this episode. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Any song that gets played at a store before Thanksgiving. Unless it could be any song. So I, I know. But what's one that... I'll go first. Then. Okay. Okay, Grandma Gets Run Over by a Reindeer... 
I don't. Okay, maybe it was cute for a couple years, but whenever no, if I my hear, grandma it, got ran over by a reindeer, I would be severely upset. That too. But then whenever I hear it, it just sounds like this like folk country Christmas song. It's the Uber. Grandma got ran over by reindeer. Oh, just, just get it out of here. Just, that one just makes me want to throw my head against the wall. I think one of my repeatedly. least favorites. It doesn't get played very often, but I'm glad it doesn't. And I know some people like it, but it's the, the girl singing it. The, I want a hippopotamus <laughs> for Christmas. I cannot stand that song. You know, All I want. Only hippopotamus will do. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think it's a hippopotamus. No rhinoceroses. Yeah, it's a hippopotamus. That don't does. I hate that song. It sounds awful. I'll it give is. you that. It sounds awful. Do you know oh, what it is? It is a hippopotamus. <laughs> my least. So hippopotamus and reindeer are like. My least favorite is is definitely that song because I can just imagine the brattiest little girl like walking down the street in the snow. Anyway, the hippopotamus. Like, what a brat. What a brat. You can't enjoy a hippo. Yeah, yeah, you're going to just go steal a hippo from the zoo. I don't think that girl knows that the hippos are the most deadly wild animals to humans. They kill all the time. Even worse than great white sharks. They attack unprovoked. All right, James, you got one? I'm just looking at this list. Uh, apparently, Esquire magazine did a top 20 worst Christmas songs. That's the worst I bet my ever. favorite one's on there. What's your favorite? Well, I did we James haven't got there yet. I asked James and got a least favorite. The right one that like makes you want to rip your ears out. There's some pretty bad ones on this list. Not, not the ones that I haven't even really heard of, but apparently Maroon 5 did a Christmas song. Yeah, but we're talking about like the traditional ones. It doesn't matter, whatever yeah. it is. I'm going to go all the way to the bottom at number one and see what it is. Paul oh, McCartney and Wings, ones. Wonderful Christmas Time. I've never heard that. Ooh, Lady Gaga. Uh, that's a pretty, yeah. I, I, I always wondered about that one. Yeah, that is. Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, that is. That is giveaways. I could, I could totally go with that one. The I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. It's like just like mom kissing dad and dad Santa Claus. But in in theory, she's married to dad and and is cheating on dad with Santa Claus. That's how you get all the good gifts. (laughs) Santa Claus has got the AIDS. Is number eight on this list. So it's a bad park song. South Park song. All right. Best, the best of the best. Yeah, so what's your what's your favorite Christmas song? I mean, outside of going the, the traditional I mean, ones go, that everybody's going to say, I would say Christmas and Hollis. What is that? I'm Run DMC. I really don't know. No? It's oh. in Die Hard. That would <laughs> Apparently, that, that would be... Happy New Year. That would be why he doesn't like uh, it. Do you know any of the raps in it? Well, the lyrics are, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens... Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice and stuffing, macaroni and cheese, and Santa puts gifts under the Christmas trees. I would say, I, I don't know why, but I think it's just because it always did perk, up, perk me up when I was a kid. It always got played on Christmas Eve, but I always liked Here Comes Santa Claus. It's just like here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. It's great at the end of Christmas vacation too. You know, like like Blink One Eight Two wrote a Christmas song. Actually, they just dropped a new one recently, but their older one from like the late nineties. I really like that one. I love the song. I'm just gonna embarrass myself. I had the Hanson Christmas album back when I was a kid, and they covered what Christmas (laughs) means to me. Christmas means to me, my love. Oh, oh. you guys know that one? No. Nope. No. Well, then you're missing out because that brought a lot of holiday cheer. But you know what? You know what sold me on the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas" was when they had it in the NBA like Christmas Day ads, 
and it was like, like okay, it lumped it with something good, and it was like the basketball theme. So from that point on, I've kind of always looked at it like that. So I look at it in a positive note, whereas most people want that song can we get like as a, dead and forgotten as the ones we talked about earlier. Can but we get a good Mariah Carey bellowing you? From me? From you. From you! I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> I just tried. <laughs> that, was, that was more hair metal than Mariah Carey there. Is you. Uh... James, do you have a favorite Christmas song, or are you just... I already said Christmas and Alice. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I started. He is just uh, Professor Scrooge over here, Dr. Mr. Scrooge. You I, told me to pick a song, and I picked a song. I, I didn't say You had never heard of it, so you I blanked know. it he out, does, apparently. He, does not, he doesn't have a least favorite, I he guess. He doesn't have them at the ready like we do, which isn't a crime. It's okay. I guess Christmas doesn't bring the same warm feelings to the Grinch. Well, we also had I also named a song I didn't like. <laughs> You're not paying attention to that, either? What song did you say you didn't like? The... Um, All the songs before Mom, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa oh, Claus. Okay, I guess. You got that from a list. I'm just going to say for next week, the modern day Christmas movie that everybody loves, I am not a fan of. So yeah, I can't yeah, wait I, to dive headfirst into that one. I'm going to wear my elf costume to the podcast studio so you can talk crap about I it. I didn't know that's week. the one. Because you tweeted about it last week. No, that's. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Well, do you know what you know what Elf says, guys? The best way to spread Christmas cheer. Candy canes. It's singing loud for all to hear. Maple syrup. We tried singing. Please remember, share, like, retweet this podcast. Send we, it to your friends. We practically caroled on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> if the get around came around and Christmas, the Christmas get around carol, carol at your house, I guarantee you'd be scared. So we're not gonna do that. We're gonna stay in the studio in front of these microphones and uh, enjoy our holiday season inside. We only have one episode left. In 2019, before the winter break commences and we take our holidays with our families. But make sure you come back to listen for episode 106 next Monday, and we will see you then.